you're listening to the Social Hub Podcast, a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. Hey there, fabulous business owner, and welcome to today's episode of the podcast. You are in for a treat today that will help you not only in your business, but also in life. Today's guest is an amazing lady who is just like a raw diamond of realness in a world where everything and everyone seems to have a filter over it. And she is also a shining light of how you can build a business on your one big dream. But for those of you that are new around here, I'm your host, Stacey from The Social Hub, where I help women in business create standout social media strategies to grow their personal brands, leverage their business, and have a passion-filled and profitable business that they were born to have. And today's episode is sponsored by my marketing membership, The Social Collective, where big-hearted brands can get the skills, strategy, and know-how to master their social media, email, and content marketing for good. With a plug-and-play learning system of existing lessons and training, plus an ongoing delivery of new lessons, masterclasses, and live video support, this community is one of the simplest learning methods around. Plus, if you're someone that needs all the guesswork taken out of it, well, girl, we've got templates, planners, cheat sheets, plug-and-play captions, content calendars, and all the stuff galore that you will need to help you on your journey. And with the Facebook community, this place is the best value that you will get anywhere at less than $2 a day. You can check it out and a snapshot of our lesson library on the collective Instagram page at at the double underscore social double underscore collective and head to the link in the bio to join the game. Now, today's guest is Vanessa Haldane. I met Vanessa at a Mums in Business event and our Insta friendship is a pure example of how you can sit next to someone one day and share a coffee and a chat and then become buddies. Vanessa's mission to journey to Worthy, which is what she shares on her Instagram, her new podcast and her new events, where she rallies who she calls her army of women embracing themselves on the journey to Worthy. I absolutely find her approach to life and self-love refreshing and so needed in this world. And not only that, but the voices that she shares and is giving space to on their journey through things like abuse, addiction, eating disorders, and more so that they can inspire others on their journey for worthiness is absolutely incredible. So sit back, grab a cuppa and enjoy. And if you want to connect more with Vanessa and listen to her podcast and hear more about her events, then you can find the links to do so on the show notes page for today's episode at all the W's, the socialhubau.com forward slash 32. And as always, that's 32 spelt with letters and not numbers. All right. Welcome, Vanessa, to today's episode of the podcast. I'm super excited to have you on to talk about your mission um, because you are the founder, director, CEO, whatever whatever title you want to put to it, of the Journey to Worthy movement. And we first met at a um, Mums in Business event, oh, 
back in 2019 when we were still allowed to freely meet with people. Oh, and, did um, we hug? Did we touch? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know. Like, I think we were allowed oh, to touch each other. It was lovely. <laughs> um, and we met there and, you know, I think we sat, I think we were sitting next to, next to each other and we just, um, I'd never met you before and I, we just started chatting and just, I don't know, I, I felt like we had a, a really good vibe and then we've stayed connected on socials and everything. And I've just loved watching the the journey of Journey to Worthy yeah. <laughs> and how this has come about because it was it was really kind of really starting to come about for you back when we first met. Yeah, it was very, very fresh. Yeah, yeah, It for was sure. still just a little seed. <laughs> and now you've got a podcast and you've got your beautiful shirts and your events that are going to start to come out. So first of all, I would love for you to just tell our listeners today a little bit about yourself and your story and I guess how Journey to Worthy came about. So look, I'm a survivor of childhood trauma, abuse, domestic violence, disordered eating, mental illness, and I have used my experiences to help other women and heal from my past myself. And I think growing up and even as an adult, my whole life, not valuing myself, not feeling worthy, feeling guilt and shame with everything that had occurred in my life. I felt alone. And by sharing my story, I realized that I wasn't alone, that there were a lot of other women who felt like me. And I I didn't want other women to feel like that. And I wanted to create a community of women who accept each other and each other's stories without judgment, without prejudice, just as we are. Um, Our past doesn't matter. And yeah, just that inclusion and being accepted just as we are. So with Journey to Worthy, like what, what forms that movement? Like you've got the podcast, you've got your events, um, your shirts, like what's the, you know, what, what is it that, that people get involved in, I guess? So the journey to worth the journey to worthy was born. Um, I was having a conversation with a friend, and I was talking about worthiness and how I just wanted to create something around that. And I said, you know, I've been on such a journey to worthy. And then I said, oh my gosh, that's exactly what it is for yeah. me and for every other woman. It's an in- and it's a never ending journey. You know, like you never there's no end that it's never. constant um, you know in ten years you know my worthiness will mean something different to me. Um, so initially I just wanted to create the hashtag that we could, um, share worthy stories and use the hashtag and make it a searchable hashtag so that women could find each other and connect with each other. Maybe someone would share a story that related to you and you could then connect with that person on social media and form that friendship and, and, um, and grow from that. But then I really wanted something that was visible as well. So I created the I Am Worthy T-shirts as a statement. Yep. Um, I did a, um, a local get-together on the Gold Coast with women and one of the women, I did interviews with them. I took photos of them in their T-shirts and got their hair and makeup done and one of the women said, I don't feel worthy but putting on this T-shirt is the very first step on my journey and that I'm like, this is exactly what this is about. Yeah. You know, just putting that T-shirt on and wearing that worthy word across her chest was her first step to say to herself, I am worthy. Um, So now once, you know, the women buy the T-shirt, they're sharing it on social media. I've got a Facebook group called uh, Hashtag Journey to Worthy Army um, where women can join, talk, share, um, 
And uh, yeah, then moving on from that, people started saying to me, are you going to have more get-togethers? I want to meet more of these women. And that's when I was thinking, well, there's nothing like this. There's there's lots of events out there. I've been to lots of different events, business events, mum events, but there's no... um, I haven't found anything that just is so inclusive where everyone can come. You don't have to be an influencer. You don't have to be a mum. You don't have to be a mum in business or a woman in business. You can be any woman. We don't care. There's no prejudice. There's no judgment. Um, Where Anyone can come and feel welcome and feel a part of something and connect. Uh, So that's when I started putting together the uh, what was going to be, thanks Corona, a national tour. Um, visiting all the major cities around Australia and hosting an event in each city. Um, Corona had come for a visit and put that on hold, but the Gold Coast event will be occurring on September 13th. I've just been given the go-ahead for that. So I'm going to... So exciting. So exciting. But I'm going to have some um, amazing guest speakers um, and we're going to, um, yeah, do have... Uh, lots of fun things to do together yeah. as as a community. Yeah, that's cool. Um, because before we hit record, I was, you know, just saying I feel like sometimes um, the term, you know, like worthy and mm-hmm. self-love and self-appreciation and all those sort of words, um, a lot of the time people can feel like they're very intangible yeah. um, concepts and we've got to put tangibility around them to yeah. for people to be able to feel connected to that transformation or that change that they have to make. So I love that you put, you know, there's quite a few layers to it that you've put in there. There's the events, the podcast, the hashtag and the the T-shirts. So there's quite a few touch points for people to feel connected to that community or that journey, um, which is important um, because, you know, there's so many things out there that can strip us of our worthiness. Mm -hmm. um, And unless we take real practical steps to reclaim that um it's it's hard and I think particularly for us women we need the community around us to do it as well we Um, really do and we we and we feel that sense of empowerment I think we with what you're saying about the tangibility I think there's that real sense of accomplishment when you do purchase something and put it on your body that declares that you are on that journey I am worthy or when you go to an event and you know that every other person there feels the same way you do. They're all there because they um, have experienced trauma or are suffering from lack of love for themselves. You yeah. know that, um, yeah, that you're going to be to be safe there. Yeah, yeah. So I, podcast to hear all those yeah. different stories. Oh, 100%. That's what I love about podcasting is that you, it's such a, a really easy forum to be able to get different stories out there because there's no pressure to be on camera. There's no pressure to put makeup on or anything like that. So it's really, you know, for it's, it's, um, it's a really soft way. There's not a lot of pressure for guests. You know, I've had guests on that have never been interviewed before myself and I know that they just feel so much more relaxed because the podcasting environment doesn't mean necessarily anyone needs to see them or anything. But they no, can, and you're in your home environment. There. Yeah, which, yeah. You know, makes it easier to be real yeah, and raw. I think cup of tea and a blanket if that's what you need to yeah. do. <laughs> so let's. I guess let's talk about what. Why were you drawn so much to the to worthiness? Like, why is that the thing that underpins your whole movement? Because it, it that's I. 
I lacked that. Yeah. That, and, and that word just seemed to cover everything. Self-love is one thing. Self-care is one thing. But if you don't value your worth, then none of you don't have anything else. Yeah. So there's so many different aspects to the worthiness movement and, you know, a lot of people thought for a while there that it was just a body positivity movement and, and it's not because, yeah. you know, that is some people's story. Some people's story, their worthiness journey does correlate only to their physical appearance and the battle they've had with that. That's one aspect of it, but it's so much more. And going back through um, my history and my experiences, it all just comes down to the decisions I made because I didn't value myself enough. I didn't feel worthy of love. I didn't feel worthy of respecting my body. Um, And I've valued myself on the opinions of other people um so that's it it was a very personal reason and that word worthy just yeah it just hits home for me yeah I I do honestly think it underpins all of those other things you know well you think of it this way like the the self-image the body image like all those things like I think worthiness definitely is the the one thing that's underneath all of it Exactly. Um, yeah, you you can speak to anyone about their story of um, losing self esteem, or um, you know whether it is the you know becoming addicted to drugs or making decisions in their life that were negative and self destructive. It all comes down to why, and that is usually that, that, that they yeah had lost their sense of worth. And if you think about it, we we're, were all born worthy. As a child, Absolutely. as a baby, you never doubt your self-worth. You never, you know, you're not two years old going, oh, I don't know, I don't know about this, I don't know how I look in this nappy. Um, but <laughs> things happen in our lives, we are exposed to situations and events that change us and that changes our love for ourselves. And when we lose that feeling of worth, we don't heal. And then we can carry our trauma into our lives and subsequently our children's lives and create generational trauma and and we do, we make decisions that are not best and not healthy for us because we don't value ourselves enough. Yeah. And I think particularly for, like we were talking about women needing the community, I think having that community aspect means that, you know, for some people that might sit there and be a bit more quiet about it and not really understand, you know, where they lost that in their life, it's hearing the other stories that helps you go, oh, my God, that happened to me. I feel the same way. Yeah. And then it's that's when you start to get those realizations of okay, this thing happened to me or you know, it could be anything. Like there's so many things that can strip you of your feelings of self-worth. Um, you know, I know for me it was a shitty, you know, abusive marriage. And yeah. um you know, and it was like I turned around one day and I went, why was I so confident and like sure of myself when I was in my 20s and it was like because I just knew I was worthy. But you hadn't you hadn't had that taken away from no, you. No, I hadn't had it taken away yet and I had to go through that and then realize it and acknowledge it and then work on it. <laughs> you can't um, you can't do anything until you, you, you exactly you recognize it and then go right I'm going to take steps to fix this. Until that happens nothing changes and nothing changes if nothing changes. That's right, 100%. But let's just talk for a minute about I guess what I know, and I know it's something you're really passionate about, and it's something that I I'm passionate about too, and I know a lot of other women are, and it's I think it's 
maybe it's because we are so connected with social media or we're so connected digitally or we've just got so much just crap thrown at us all the time. Um, let's talk about body image for a second mm-hmm. um, because I know that a lot of the unrealistic expectations that we hold ourselves to um, through what we get shown by the, you know, the outside world and the media and everything has a massive effect on how you view yourself yeah. um, and that affects you every single day then and then you can pass that on to your kids and, and all then and that's not healthy either. So let's just talk about that for a minute because I know you are um, really open and honest um, about let's not have filters, let's not worry about our flaws and it's super Super refreshing, by the way, like BTW, super refreshing. I love you doing that. Yeah, BTW. (laughs) So um, let's just talk about that for a minute. Can you just talk about your stand on that and what are your beliefs behind it? Where did it come from? Obviously, it all came from the worthiness thing, but can we just share a bit more about that? Yeah, so for me, how my body looked and other what others thought of it was so important to me. And, and as I mentioned before, I valued my worth on the opinion of others, particularly men. Yes. Um, I hid my stretch marks for I was so worried that I would repulse people and I didn't want them to know that I had them. Um, so, yeah, so when I, I had to let that go and I just said, no, that we need to stop airbrushing out these perceived flaws we need to stop hiding natural marks and crinkles and lumps and bumps because until we stop women and girls everywhere are going to think they're not normal like I did that that's not normal to have all the stretch marks I I honestly thought because when I got pregnant I put on 24 kilos I was 17 and um, it, it goes to my bum Carried my baby in my bottom. Um, I didn't get any on my stomach, but I got I got them all over my bum and my thighs. And I I didn't think anybody else had stretch marks like mine. Like there's no way, no way. People get them on their tummy when they have a baby, not their bum. Um, so I just hit it because I just didn't. Yeah, yeah. I have to say that the first time I shared my bum, my stretch marks, um, the amount of messages I got from women that said my bum is just like yours. I was like, are you kidding me? We have matching bums. There's, uh, you know, it, it seems so silly, but um, yeah, there was just so many messages of women going, "I have your body exactly," and I have, I never see anyone representing it, and that's how I felt too. I didn't see anyone else with my body type. I wasn't represented, so I wanted to represent other women just like me too. And um, yeah, so if if we don't change it um and if we don't stop then th- th- these other women and girls are going to think that their body's not right or not yep. the way that it's supposed to be and i didn't want to just wait for other people to stop doing it i thought well why can't it start with me yeah yeah 100% and i even saw like on your stories on the weekend you were like stop and here's another story with no filter let's stop using the filters don't do you know why them. i did that <laughs> I did I did that because in the Facebook group I just put up a post about um uh it was a a quote and I just said you were born to be real not perfect and then I just asked the the community what are you doing to you know be more real and 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 let go of the perfect you know and one of the um members army members said that she'd stopped using filters on stories and I was like, I like cool, that. I, I like that. that. Yes. Yeah. And so yeah. I tagged her and said, thanks for the idea. Let's stop using filters because, yeah. I, yeah, I valued that. I thought that was really good. Yeah, cool. Because I know you do You do a lot of posts on um, 
you know, not just not just the stretch marks on your bum, but you do lots of posts about yeah. not using filters and um, being real and just, you know, not stressing out that you don't look like the image that gets portrayed to you. And let's just say, you know, like I was watching TV, I think it was last night, and I was like, oh, that woman's so beautiful. And mm. then I'm like, yeah, but you know what? I don't have an army of people behind me to do my makeup and hair every freaking day. And exactly. I don't have someone that brings me five meals, my, you know, three to five meals directly to my lap. And perfectly. we don't have nannies and no. we're not, you know, and I think with the celebrities too, like you've got to remember they've got a lot of money and, um, yes. you know, they can afford to get microdermabrasion every week. And, yes. you know, my husband and I talk about it a lot, that genetics plays a, a big part in how we look and now how our skin ages and, um, but also lifestyle factors. Like if you've had a tough life and you work outside in the sun and, you know, you're battling away, you can't expect to look like someone who is famous, who has all the treatments in the world and can sleep until noon every day if they like. Yeah. You just can't. You can't compare and we shouldn't. Yeah, absolutely not. And I was only talking to my girlfriends on the weekend about this actually and we're all saying, you know, uh, we're all in our 40s now, all there's three of my best friends and we're all in our 40s now and, you know, we were saying it's 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 harder to lose weight in your 40s than it is yeah. in your 30s and, you know, um, it's only be a few years and, and one of us will be having our 50th and, um, and she's saying, well, it's even harder for me now. And, and I said, you know, we always sit around and talk about, I, I've never had a, a moment where we have not sat around as friends and talked about how much we want to lose weight and how we yeah. want to do this and how we want to do that. And I said, but you know what though, I'm not giving up wine and cheese and bickies. I'm just not yeah. going to do it. Like I enjoy doing that. And if I had to stop doing that, I would be really miserable. Yeah. So I'm just not going to stop doing it. And I think like, let's just stop talking about it. Like life's in session. Yeah. And there's got to be that acceptance too, that as I was saying about genetic factors that, you know, we are all different. We all look different. Mm. And sometimes we just have to accept that, you know, like I've got long legs, long arms and this short torso. So my friends nicknamed me spider because it's like, (laughs) (laughs) and I cannot change that. So there is like, there's no surgery to stretch the torso. You just got to accept it. And yeah. yeah, And not just focus all the time about what can I change about it? But I, I, I was just, you saying that just has me thinking how much as women, we do sit around and talk about ourselves in such a negative light, but in a joking manner. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and you know, I said, do any of you really, do we look each look at each other and see what, we're saying that we don't like about each other ourselves and they were like no No. we don't see what you see about yourself and I said exactly so why do we keep talking about it let's just move on and have fun and and talk about something new (laughs) or another wine cut the cheese (laughs) cut the cheese man let's just keep going on with this but the other thing is and these are some of the things that I've had to work on with body image I've had terrible body image my entire life I scrutinize myself every day. I don't think it's necessarily something I'm ever going to stop doing. It's just something that I have to learn to get better at what I'm scrutinizing and get better at what I tell myself when I look at myself. Um, But, you know, it's things like with exercise, like I would always go and exercise to flog myself. Now I exercise to nourish myself and, 
you know, I, you know, I'm 40. I can't go and do freaking boot camp all the time. I get bad ankles and, you know, all this stuff. So I'd rather go it's for a creep nice- now. Oh my God. Like, you know, things just don't work the same way they no. used to. So I'd love to rather go than do that, go for a nice walk, listen to a podcast and I feel refreshed and happy and invigorated. I've still moved my body. And I think, you know, those sorts of conversations are really important because, um, you know, body image is such a large issue. It's not just the food we eat. It's how we move our body. Do we flog our bodies because we love them or hate them? Punishment, yeah. You know, is and it I punishment think- or is it to fill your soul? <laughs> and then there's that whole umbrella of health and fitness, which yes. I think people associate with a certain type of exercise. But what you just described then of going for a walk, listening to a podcast and feeling amazing that that's health and fitness too. You've got to think of your yes. mental health as well. Like there's, there's, yeah. there's your entire health, not just this physical aspect. Now I love to train and flog myself because um, I get a um, an adrenaline rush from it afterwards. Yeah. Um, so it's like a little high for me. I love to do that. And I love to push myself physically and mentally to a point where I think I can't do this anymore. And then I do. So I, that's the kick that I get out of it. But at the same time, I don't feel guilty if I decide, nope, I'm not going to do that session today. I'm actually just going to sleep in. I do that often. Yes. Sleep is so important. It's important yeah. for my health in, in, in mentally as well. Yeah, yeah. But see, the, the, the key difference there is you're saying you do it because you enjoy it. Yes. That's it's not something punishment. you enjoy. It's not punishment. Whereas a lot of people, it's because they're punishing themselves. 100%. Like I, I ate too much on the weekend, so I'm going to go to the gym 10 times this week. And then yeah. that just makes your week really unenjoyable because you're punishing yourself all week for, you know, the fun that you had or, or whatever. I had, but, a, um, I had a tough conversation with someone actually who has since come to me and said that they didn't realise they had disordered eating until we had this discussion. And they were talking about, um, oh, no, I can eat this because I'm doing this exercise class and I can eat that. And um, I just said to them, I just, you know, I'm just picking up some things here and there's something called exercise bulimia what do you mean? What's exercise bulimia? And I said, that's where you work out how many calories you're eating and make sure you exercise the same amount mm. out. I said, it's a very dangerous. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. It's, um, it's, yeah, it can become obsessive. And I was seeing those tendencies in that person and, um, yeah, they, they, they subsequently got help and said that they hadn't even realized because you, you, you don't realize sometimes. I remember yeah. when I got diagnosed with an eating disorder, I was like, huh? Oh yeah. Okay. I do. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so yeah, and it, you know, it's all those, all of those things is why, you know, I think I almost was on the verge of having an eating disorder when I was a teenager. I didn't quite, didn't get that far, mm-hmm. but you know, there's a lot of reasons. A lot of that is the reasons why I don't have scales in my house, and yeah, good. Um, I don't calorie count. I don't me like I don't do any of that stuff because I when I I've got two girls, I did not want them to grow up basing that um you know in a, in a daily ritual like you know i didn't want them to weigh themselves every day just yeah. do your clothes fit are you comfortable are you happy that's all that matters yeah exactly are you healthy yeah. like yeah. the rest the rest we're all different the rest is just yeah. what it is yeah. yeah for sure so what are some of the other things that you've seen in in this journey and obviously working in the, the worthiness space um what are some of the other things that we're prone to be influenced by, because I know you've written a lot of blogs about various things as well that aren't helping us. What are some of the other things that are around besides, you know, just social media and, and, and all those things that are not, not putting us on the right path? 
Well, you were just talking about watching a movie before. And for me, I had I was thinking the other day, when was the last time I saw a female actress in a love scene with stretch marks or cellulite? And I realised that there was never a last time because I've never seen it. I yeah. can't think of yeah. a movie. So that I've seen a stretch mark tummy. I've never seen a pregnant woman in a movie with a stretch mark tummy. Like it's always this little fake baby bump. Um I've never seen them running on the beach with cellulite thighs. Like, you know, when we run on the beach, that's what's ha- what happens. And oh, well, we always think we want to look like Baywatch, right? That's yeah. ingrained in us. <laughs> exactly. But regardless of the main actor, the female counterpart is almost always flawless and she's always yes. young and she's always beautiful and she's always a certain body type. And the male actor, there's not those expectations of him. He can be old, he can be grey, he can be overweight and it can be yep. joked about and it can be acceptable. But for a woman, she continues to have, to, and, and usually he's older and the female actor is much younger. Yeah. You know, um, playing the same age but much younger. And I would love to see more realness in, in, in movies, you know, when there is a sex scene or a, a scene at the beach or something like that that we, we don't hide real bodies. You know, and even with the men, they don't have to have a six pack. Let's show a little hairy, chubby belly as well. Like that—that's real. And I think um, my husband's got a keg. I'm not afraid to admit it. Like you know, (laughs) but I love him anyways. Exactly. But like, I would love to. I would feel better about myself seeing that reflected in movies. Um, And then on touching on social media, the editing apps that are now available at the touch of your fingers means that. Everyone can look, you know. I mean, I can see it a mile away now. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, <clears throat> people don't look like porcelain dolls. And if you do have a close-up of your skin, you will see pores. We have them. All of us have them. Yeah. Um, but then there's magazines as well because magazines were huge for me growing up. And as I've said, I valued myself um, on the opinion of men and the women in magazines that guys were sticking on their lockers at school and stuff like that were just... Yeah. Back then they had to be a certain height, they had to yes. be a certain weight and it was just like I just wanted to look like that and I wanted the boobs and you're, I wanted to be. You're 40 this year, is that what you said? Um, yeah. Yeah, so we would have, because I just turned 40 last year, so you would have grown up with like Dolly Magazine. and Dolly Girlfriend. You know, yeah, same. Yeah. Twins. I was all over that. Nikki and um, Nikki and so oh, I've forgotten their names, but anyway, the boys all had those girls on the yeah. locker and in their yeah. room. And, um, uh, back then, there were no celebrities on the cover of magazines. Model that was models' jobs to be in magazines, and yes. now celebrities have taken over that. But magazines to this day, whilst there is more of a movement towards body positivity, I feel like that's all a bit of an act. I feel like it's all a bit of magazines are like, oh, people are, 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 you know, wanting more real. Let's take this token person yes, and pop them yes. on the cover for one month or let's do a token story featuring real women, yay, for this month, you know, and it's just but then token, there's, like, there's still, they might say that it's on real women but then the people they choose still have a physical image that looks good or they make them look good. Yeah. Like or it, it's, it's still, it, it's still it is just a token wrapped you know, up. Yeah, <laughs> it's just and it, it's still got the nice lighting and all of that yep. sort of stuff. Yep. Um, but flipping through magazines because I don't buy magazines anymore. Um, I, I don't have time for magazines. No, I don't like, like them. They're full of advertisements. Yep. But, but um, 
most of the advertisements were for plastic surgery. And I, I'm a fan of plastic surgery. I'm quite, I, I love looking at before and afters. I think it's quite an art form. It's quite clever what can be done and, you know, each to their own. Um, if you want to do something because you want to do it, that's fine. Um, but don't do it to fit into societal ideals of what you should look like. But yeah. seeing, you know, constantly having shoved in our face, to, you know, this will freeze this cellulite and fat away and this will fix stretch marks. And yeah. all. first of all, it's not true. There's nothing you can do about stretch marks, nothing. I don't care what any miracle person tells you unless you completely take that skin off and remove it there's nothing you can do so let's accept them but there's just yeah so much of remove this get rid of this change that blow this up shrink that you know and and just basically saying that we need to remove certain parts of us to be desirable so that's filling the magazines at the moment as well and and like I said occasionally we might get a token body positive post or um article but it is just a token uh, and there was um, popped up on my memories yesterday an image I'd shared when uh, Courtney Kardashian had had her baby, and it was the photo that was taken versus the photo that was shared in the magazine. And I believe she'd shared it because she wasn't happy. And the photo before she still it was a brand new baby, so she still had her baby belly, you know, still had yeah. her uterus. Uterus hadn't contracted yet; they're not supposed to. Um, and they'd photoshopped it, and it was just. Yeah, it's just not fair. Why? It's okay to still have a yeah. uterus yeah. <laughs> when you've just had a baby and let's share the truth of that so that other women feel normal. Yeah. I mean, goodness sake, like, oh, I mean, all of us that have had kids know how crappy you feel. For yeah. <laughs> a little, you know, you're tired, you're exhausted, your body's just bleeding. this massive thing and you don't, you don't feel great. No. And most of us don't look great either. So why why show that? Like that's just not normal. And that's that's one issue I have seen with social media as well is this real trend towards um, posting postpartum bodies. And I do have a little irk with it because, yes, um, sometimes the bodies are realistic, but it's also once again a comparison People are going to compare and whilst one person might be posting, look at my body now, this is postpartum and trying to make it positive, someone else might feel like I don't even look like that before a baby, let alone yeah. like there's just that yeah. comparison. Like let's let's stop focusing on our body yeah. that way. Yeah, like we don't need sure. postpartum pics. We don't, we don't need them. No. We don't need to show the before and after we we just don't need that we don't need that kind of comparison our body will forever change because you know there's no pre-baby body you had a baby there's no such thing as pre-baby yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. anyway sorry got, got no. off track there, no 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 passionate we, about it <laughs> we, we love and we love an off off topic conversation around here i'm i'm known for it so don't Fires even, me up don't even worry about it it's all good um yeah i think that's I think it's important that we recognise as women that it is everywhere. Like it's not just coming from Instagram. You can't just blame Instagram for no. it. It's everywhere. It's in, And I think when you open your eyes to it, you see it more and going, you know, it's even like, I mean, I love to watch the show. It's a really terrible um, habit, but I love maths, right? <gasps> and Same. I love it. It's just, it's really shitty TV, but it just, I don't know. It's escapism for me. But, you know, every year I've watched these these women come on that are just more 
polished and and whatever than the year before and it's like these aren't just like random people off the street you know well we we used to we have a maths group chat (laughs) we have a facebook group chat just for maths and um we call them um maths veneers and maths eyelashes it's like everyone goes in just before filming and gets their teeth done and um their eyelashes and some filler um it's um yeah there's like a channel nine dentist and he, <laughs> I'm being serious. There is. It's like this yeah. guy does everyone's veneers um, because they don't have veneers before the show and then suddenly they've got them. So I think for them as well, they feel like there's an expectation of a certain way they need to look, yeah. even though yeah, it's yeah. meant to be reality TV. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I felt there was a little bit of a change this year with maths. Um, there was a bit more realness. Yeah. With the yeah. contestants. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, I mean, it's definitely, you know, one of my little things I love to watch and uh, you're right. Like it's, and that, what I say isn't, isn't anything against the, con, you know, the contestants. No. Like I'm sure they feel just as much pressure, um, but they're still, they're picking people that fit a certain yeah. physical profile. Exactly. To go yeah. on that show. Um, and this is what I mean by it's everywhere. And it's when you can acknowledge that and see it and see it as just, that's how, you know, these are just the, the, the way that, you know, producers or whatever, see these things and, and see it as that rather than I, you or me or whoever you saying to yourself, I'm not good enough because I don't look like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, exactly. and, and, you know, kind of putting that spin on it in a different spin. And the more of us that, you know, share the truth and start saying, no, I'm not, not, I'm not putting up with that and I'm not going to follow you if you're going to promote that and including businesses as well. Yep. No, I'm not going to purchase from you if you promote that. Um, I'm not going to buy your magazine. Oh. I'm not going to watch your movie. Until we start doing that and demanding more, yep. um, it won't change. And, you know, I see a lot of it in the business community because I work as a social media coach and, yep. um, you know, I'm teaching people how to use their social media and their Instagram. And, you know, as soon as I say, you need to get your face on your feed, you need to be in stories, you need to be doing some video, people need to see you so they can build that relationship with you. And it's always, I don't feel good enough to be on video. What, you know, because they're they're comparing themselves to someone who's, you know, got the money to go and have these amazing photo shoots done. And and all that and they just feel like they're not good enough to share just a simple picture and I said it's not about what you look like your followers are going to love you because of what you stand for and how I you don't help care. them and and the more real you are the more the, they love it the more they love it yeah, yeah. they yeah. like to see you in your jammies with your hair in a towel because they're in their jammies with their hair in a towel too yes. so you feel more yeah. connected yeah yeah, so I, I, I see it all the time from the grassroots level as well and, and I'm just like, no, no. And, then, and then, then they'll say, but I'm not confident like you. And I said, do you think I was like I don't have to work on it? Yeah. But there are some days I don't want to show up on video at all. Yeah. But I do it because I know that I, I should be, I need to. You need to, yeah. I have to do exactly. it. And so I've got to find a way to get over that and move forward. And so, it doesn't, like you don't just suddenly go from, not confident to confident overnight. No. <laughs> like you said, it's got to be worked on. Yeah. And I think you always have to work on it. Like, you know, I have some days where I, you know, we're women, we're cyclical. I have certain days I feel like shit and certain days cyclical. I feel like, hey. I like it. Um, cyclical. So, 
it's just the way it is. So I guess, how, can you just share just before we start to wrap up, like how do you believe and for some women out there listening in that are like, yes, I know I need to work on this. I acknowledge that I do have some, you know, um, worthiness stuff that I need to, to work on. How can you, what, where can they start? Like where do you think is the, the best place for people to start to move forward? So I think um, one of the the things that we hear a lot is that we just need to love ourselves or love our stretch marks or love our scars. And and I don't I don't ask people to do that. I just ask them to accept themselves. You don't have to love everything yet. Like that that will come. Yeah. But you have to accept it. And it's okay to not love your stretch marks, you know. Yes. But you've got to accept them and 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 be okay with them and you know, know that there's more to you than them. Um, for me, looking in the mirror is huge and I encourage every woman to do it, to look in the mirror, like really look at themselves. I, I do it nude. <laughs> that might be a bit confronting for some people, but I do it nude and I dance around. And because when you see, like usually we look in the mirror and we're just standing still and we're slouching and we're picking at bits and pieces and we're whatever. So I dance. And when you watch your body move, it's different. It, it's different and you see it moving and, you know, it's, I don't know, you just value it more when you're seeing it in movement yeah. so you don't have to do that but look in the mirror and <laughs> so we don't and, have to get naked and dance in the mirror I advise it it's fantastic <laughs> you don't have it's so strange if you stand there and look at your body it, it's so different to watching it move so yeah. there's just something in that um tell yourself that you love yourself and you'll laugh the first time you do it and then you'll shake your head and you walk away and you'll be like, oh, I'm an idiot. What a stupid thing to do. But yeah. then if you do it every day before long, you're looking in yourself in the eyes and going, I love you, Missy. So you just stop thinking that and let's go and eat breakfast. Yeah. Um, and focus on your body's health, not its appearance. I can't yeah. stress that enough. For me, that was a massive turnaround. One yeah. day I just said I've had enough of this eating disorder business. I've had enough of hurting my body and abusing my body. I just want to be healthy and I think that came with age and I would love it if women didn't wait until they got older. If anyone listening is young and heading down that path, stop now. Stop now and yeah. focus on what your body can do. Exercise for health, not punishment, as we were talking about before. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, just value your body. Think of your beating heart, the, the blood pumping your veins. Think about what your body's doing yeah. every single day. And um, I like to say to people, imagine that your liver was your boobs or like <laughs> your, your kidney was your bum. Like imagine if the internal organs were on the outside. If our internal organs were on the outside, you would look after them so much better. Yes. Everyone yeah. can see them. But yeah. instead we focus, we damage our organs, we damage our internal body to make yes. the external look better. But it should yeah. be the other way around. Like you've got to, you know, having um, toned legs it's not going to stop you from having a heart attack. So, you know, and I think also think of yourself as an 80 year old woman. We're all getting old. You're going to look back when you're 80 and think, what a waste of bloody time. That oh, one got old anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like what a waste of time. So um, that's huge. But um, in regards to social media, clear out your social media following. Yeah. 
only follow the accounts that inspire you and don't feel guilty for unfollowing people just because there's a real sheep mentality that, oh, everybody follows this person and everybody says how inspiring she is. But if you don't find her inspiring, that's okay. You don't have to follow someone just because everybody else does, just because they've got a million followers. Yeah. If you don't get something from following that person, unfollow them, that's okay. Um, and in regards to past trauma, if you are really struggling with past trauma, um, get help, go to your GP, see there's yep. so much value in therapy um, and it's not what everybody thinks it is and you don't need to be ashamed and you don't need to tell anybody. But you go for an hour once a week, once a fortnight and you talk and you work through issues yep. and you can, you know, sometimes just the talking is, is help oh, enough. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, acceptance is the big key. And I lo- I, what I loved about that was you don't have to love everything about your body no. or everything about, you know, what your life or what's happened to you. You just have to accept it. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. that's definitely the first step for sure. Yeah. So just as we wrap up, just um, let's just go over. You've got the podcast, which is launched, which is exciting. Yes. And oh. tell, tell us about some of the guests that you'll have on there. So I've got um, such varied stories. I talk to, well, the first episode I share my story where I yeah. share stuff that I've never spoken about before, but I I felt that um, the people who deserved for me to be at my most vulnerable were the people in this journey to worthy community. So, yeah. um, and then I, I speak to amazing women on um, overcoming drug addiction, um, disordered eating, escaping domestic violence um i speak to a woman who had six children by the time she was 27 um had massive surgeries um and fulfilled her dream of becoming a full-time model at 30 so that was um a real good one just to you know follow your dreams and and realize your worth she hadn't done it earlier because she didn't feel worthy of it um so yeah lots of different different stories from different women on on their journey and um yeah it's pretty but the yeah um, amazing women <laughs> yeah cool and the events will start in september on yes. the gold coast yes so 13th yeah. of september is the date um that will be on the gold coast and more details will be released um but yeah there'll be speakers touch up makeup stations just lots of mingling meeting like-minded women i'm hoping people create new friendships can connect on social media as well um and uh yeah cool and um i just saw did you have to um Worthy jumpers now or something yes. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool because it's winter. Some, um, some more merchandise and there's some jewellery yeah. coming as well. So the merchandise awesome. part of the website will continue to grow because um, there's just, yeah, there's something so empowering about wearing the word worthy, yes, especially 100%. at the beginning of that journey. And for those who aren't quite yet ready to have it exclaimed loudly across their chest, um, there'll be a, a beautiful jewellery range coming soon, um, yeah, awesome. a little bit more delicate and personal love that, love that. Yeah. um cool so in the the today's show notes for the episode today will be all the links of where to connect with vanessa listen to her podcast find out where her next events are um because there'll be more around the country um yes. as time goes on which will be great um so yeah awesome well thank you so much for jumping on and chatting with us about this i think you know i've got a business and marketing podcast and um the thing I know is that behind every business there is a person 
and because I work with women, we all still have these issues and a lot of us carry them into our business because we haven't worked on it. Um, And that can then affect, you know, the success that we strive for because we don't feel worthy of it. So some, I know you're trying to wrap this up, sorry, but you just, just, um, the first time I ever spoke in an event, it was, um, for mums in business and it was to help them with self-love to, um, so that it wouldn't, um, uh, stunt their business growth because it was because they were focusing so much on what another business was doing. And, you know, um, and we talked about how collaboration, not competition and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's a hundred percent. It just comes into every aspect of your life. And when you don't value yourself, you're so busy looking at what everyone else is doing. You're not growing your business. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I I didn't want to focus too much on the business aspect of it in this episode. I wanted us to talk about it just as women in general. Um, because it's important to talk about those things because then you can work on acceptance and moving forward and that will affect you personally, but it will also affect your business as well. And the flow on effect to that is, is huge. Yeah. Um, So yeah. And and I think it's important, even though, you know, for me, even though I've got a marketing and business podcast, these are the conversations I want to have because I know it impacts people personally and professionally. And that's, it's, it's really important that, you know, as women, we stick together and we, you know, it's not about, not about no men at all or anything like that. But I think as women, we need that community, love and connection, such a big part of how we are biologically built. And for us to uh, move forward and to see, and, and affect change in ourselves and each other with big topics like this. This is where the com, you know the female community is 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 important. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Cool. Well, thank you so much for jumping on today. Um, thank you yes, so much for having me. Everyone, jump over and um, follow and subscribe to her podcast and stay tuned because there's lots of really cool stuff um, going on for you right now. So. Thank you so much. I'm so honoured to, um, to be a part of your podcast. Thank you for having me. No worries. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Social Hub podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, the forward slash podcast. And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the Social Media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy.